What's up, guys? This is Top Tier Tactics, Episode 2. How you doing, Nader? Glad to be here. Glad to be here. Um, so we're going to go through uh, rookie running backs and tight ends today. Just talk about some rookie drafts, get into some dynasty stuff, and uh, yeah. This is exciting because this is like where you can finally get the little adrenaline rush that it's football season. Get that juice, baby. Yeah. You know? You can finally look forward to players going, ooh, I want him. I could probably get him late. Ooh, oh, yeah. I probably have my trip to trade up for this guy. Ooh, I'm not going to get him. Let's think about this person. Yep. Yep. This, is the, this is the fun part right now. This is great. This is definitely dynasty time for me. Rookie oh, yeah. drafts, all that good stuff. So my first running back is going to be someone who everyone knows. Josh Jacobs he's on the one. Oakland Raiders. Yeah, he's, 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 he's my number one RB. Uh, number one player in the draft, rookie drafts for me at least. Yeah, I think you got there's any... no question on that one. When you, you have a system with a good O-line, they invested in that O-line. They invested in that wide receiving core, and they're invested in that quarterback. So, yeah, we'll see how long Carr stays. You know, this is a this is a make or break year for him for sure. And knowing since you're a diehard Raiders fan, that is true. This means a lot to you right now. Oh yeah, oh yeah. But Josh Jacobs, I think it's a great pick. Great, um, yeah. Especially we got Richie Incognito. We just signed him. Yeah. And our left guard spot was a big deal. Um, we had no one there. Uh, so that's going to help shore up our offensive line um, and definitely kind of shows we want to pound the rock a little bit. And it is a John Gruden offense. He's going to want to want to run the ball a lot. So Jacobs is definitely going to be a workhorse, especially with Crowell tearing is his Achilles. Crowell? Yes, that's huge. That's huge. So, yeah, I mean, he's going to be probably top two in most rookie drafts. I mean, yeah. I don't see him dropping past the second pick. I think you'd have to be a little bit delusional to even let him slide in the first pick. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, whenever you're in a system where teams probably cannot stack the box on you, you will be, uh, you're in a year in a position to succeed. Now we're just going to have to see if his talent translates to the NFL. Yeah. I, I agree. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do, is, is, do they have a good system for some RVs in Oakland or? In Oakland, uh, last year they did not. They did not. They did not, but of well, course they I didn't mean, have any wideouts. So had no wide receivers. Our, no, our, mm-hmm. our wide receivers were pretty much Jalen Richard and fucking, I mean, Jared Cook, yeah. our tight end. So, I mean, so we have we upgraded our wide receiver core drastically. Yes. Yeah, so, drastically, I mean, for sure. Yeah, and if you wanted to guard Jared Cook, you'd be in the box anyway, so it would work as a double negative for him. Oh, yeah. So the next guy for me is David Montgomery. Mm-hmm. third round pick 73 you know they moved up to get him and they didn't have a lot of picks so you want to start off with how your how your feeling is about david montgomery and i'll go from there i'm very opinionated on david montgomery mostly because you mean you have a big mouth yeah 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 yeah, 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 yeah. pretty much mm-hmm. so i am gonna disagree with him being at number two not mostly because well mostly because I don't think you're going to get much out of him, especially this year, potentially next year, mostly because I think Tariq Cohen is their guy, not as like a workhorse, but he's going to be the uh, the fantasy stat generator. He's going to be the one that gets the points. Chances are in the red zone, 
if they don't go to Mike Davis, they love dumping the ball off to Tariq Cohen. They love screens. Tariq Cohen is amazing at all of those. I don't really see David Montgomery being a fantasy impact running back anytime soon. And when you say fantasy impact running back, are we talking about dynasty leagues? Are we talking about standard? Are we talking about PPR? Are we talking about half PPR? What is your? Are you talking about redraft leagues mainly? Uh, I think in, well, in dynasty, he's, he's going to be a stash pick. He's... I mean, he's going to be probably, most drafts, he's going to be top four pick for in rookie drafts. Rookie, a lot of yes. rookie drafts have probably already gone on Mostly already. Just because there isn't much talent. For talent for who? Like for, in, the rookie in the rookie dynasty drafts, I don't see many players that are plug and play right away starters other than Josh Jacobs. Uh-huh. Right now, you're picking mostly for the future, and David Montgomery so so let's say like two to three years from now okay uh-huh. you're sitting drinking mountain dew watching the bears play okay all right do you see david montgomery in two to three years being a three down back and being that that rb1 to high-end rb2 because i mean I'll, I'll give my opinion after you give your opinion yeah because we don't see things eye to eye no, a lot not of times not point. not at all so i don't see it not at all. So, if so Tariq Cohen is there in two, three years. I expect him to be there. Is is Tariq Cohen a three down back though? No, but at okay. the same time, do you think Mike Davis is going to take first and second down in goal line? Probably not. Not all the time. So then, David Montgomery is going to slide into that role at least. Yes, but you aren't going to get hundred yard games games out of him, and chances are he's probably not going to touch the end zone very often. So. Does that realistically make him a fantasy impact running back? I'm not sure. And if you are that low in the draft, then chances are your team isn't that great. So are you able to afford that? Afford waiting three years for a potential RB? I I mean, that's your perspective, right? Yeah. I mean, you also think, the sun is cold as shit. The sun is cold. The sun is cold. Have you ever touched it? I haven't touched it. Then you can't say it's hot. I mean, I, you do make good points that space is cold as shit. So how's the sun hot if space exactly. is cold? It's completely surrounded. Anyways, let's get on to the next up. So Dave Montgomery, in my opinion, um, I really like Dave Montgomery. He was in a workhorse uh, spot at Iowa State. Um, Matt Nagy finally has a three down back, in my opinion. Uh, Tariq Cohen is definitely going to be used in the passing for sure, and he'll take some touches away. I don't think he's going to take a lot. Um, Mike Davis, if Mike Davis goes down, uh, Dave Montgomery will be easily an RB2 in my opinion. That I'll for, agree with. For, for sure. I'll agree uh, with my, my concern is they brought Mike Davis in, um, and I think they're definitely going to have kind of like an Eagles running back committee yeah. mm-hmm. you know I, I think if either mike davis or dave montgomery goes down either one of them the mike davis or dave montgomery is gonna be an rb2 easy yeah i agree with that or mike davis what do you I, expect out of him like per game expect- uh points wise yes in ppr or just standard let's go standard let's go stand okay standard on average at least i would say six to seven points a game on average. On average. But he's definitely going to have... I think he's going to be in the goal line situation. He he runs really good. He's elusive. You know, he's... I just... I, I'm really high on him. 
I'm a lot higher on him than you are. Obviously, yeah. you're not a fan with of pretty much any of the rookies this yeah. year. A lot of the rookies here are uh, leaving to be desired at best. Yeah, what I think is Matt Nagy is looking for a Kareem Hunt. That's what I think. I think he wants right. a three down back that he can plug and play and use him every much, down any scenario e- exactly minus in- the domestic uh violence part <laughs> minus the domestic abuse part yes <laughs> i i do agree with that all right um so why don't we go to the next guy okay. and uh, you know, i'll take care of this one. Oh, let's hear it and i am gonna go i would actually take him probably over david montgomery i think i would go uh aj brown aj brown wide receiver mm-hmm. so we're going wide receivers now yes i would i it's a little bit difficult, but I think I would take him over someone like David Montgomery, mostly because uh, impact wide receivers are extremely difficult to find. Does it not concern you that Tennessee has one of the lowest passing offenses, passing attempts in the league, and they have Marcus Mariota? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I am very high on A.J. Brown, and we'll get to that more next episode when we do wide receivers. And quarterbacks, but but his his talent is outstanding. I thought he was the mo- easily the most polished wide receiver um, that came out of the draft. His route running is awesome. He is decently fast. He's not a burner, but he's he's going to be a player, and he's easily the safest pick that you can get in the draft. I think long term, but the yeah. landing spot was. Pretty much the worst landing spot yeah. you can get, um, but we'll get we'll go on to keep going on on the running backs. I do yeah. like AJ Brown point because I'm a huge AJ Brown fan. Um, so before we move on, would you rather have somebody like a Chris Carson or a Montgomery? My Chris Carson, he's like so. If we went old. straight, if we did straight up trade, straight up trade, straight up trade right yeah. now, um, without seeing David Montgomery play immediately, yeah. I'm really high on Chris Carson, but I'd probably go David Montgomery. I mean, I just think the upside is really high. Rashad Penny is over in uh, Seattle, and I know your opinion is Carson's going to win out, and I think he is too, but Penny is a first-rounder. They're going to give him as many opportunities as possible, and I just see the offenses. (sighs) Seattle likes to run the ball a lot. Carson is there and can get a lot of touchdowns and he's been catching the ball out of the backfield last year mm-hmm. but my opinion is I, I like the young guys I like David Montgomery everything I saw on tape when I was watching him in college he's going to be good in my opinion and with the Bears offense they're going to run the ball a lot mm-hmm. Chris Carson now is I believe 24 so, he I mean, is you're still going to get like four or five years out of him he, and you know I got him on my dice team yeah you do yeah I oh, did right. I, I mean I traded him for Trey Burton yeah, I don't know what that guy was thinking. I, I mean, I'm not high on Trey Burton at all, um, but Chris Carson, uh, I think it was a pretty good deal. Yeah. You know? So we'll we'll get on to the next one, which is Miles Sanders. Hmm, Miles Sanders. He's extremely interesting because he's extremely talented. Yeah, I mean, round two, 55th, 53rd pick of the draft. Um, he's very talented. Ball security is definitely an issue. Um, but he also was behind Saquon Barkley at Penn State for two years. 
So he didn't really get a lot of touches, and and this year was his only year to get that full committee back. Yeah, for Penn State. The only issue with him is where he landed. Uh, you know, Peterson loves the A running back by committee. They have a lot of competition, or he has a lot of competition, not only for uh, you know catches, touches, touchdowns. That offense, uh, they have a lot of firepower, so. It's a little bit of a struggle to see him making an impact, especially because when they get into the red zone, you know they have two gigantic targets and Earths. They just got JJ Arcega Whiteside, which is a big red zone target. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure there's a tweet that came out that he was dominating in the red zone, and the sun is hot. That's it's literally what the tweet said, <laughs> and I, in my mind, I was like. Nader would fight this guy. The sun is obviously not hot. It's not hot. People need to get the facts right. I know. So can you believe that he's doing good in the red zone if the guy doesn't even know the sun's cold? No. Fake news. Fake news? Fake news. Hashtag fake news. Um, I definitely think he's a talented back. Um, I would like to see what Peterson's going to do, Doug Peterson's going to do with him, because he has been running a committee. But they haven't had a three-down back since Westbrook. And I mean, I definitely think he's a three down back. You only see one year of tape on him, but he is talented. He had 10 fumbles in his career at Penn State, which is a good amount. That's a lot. I mean, and he only started a one total year. I mean, it was it was mixed up between a couple of years. There was five years, five fumbles this year, last year for him when he was a full starter. And then all the other ones were mixed in here and there. But I definitely think he is talented. It just depends on the timeshare, you know? Are are we going to see him as that three-down back, that workhorse, or are we not? Mm-hmm. We saw Jay Ajayi last year starting to control the carries, control the first, second downs. So it would be interesting to see if that Miles Sanders takes over that role that Jay Ajayi had last year. If he does, then he's going to be a uh, solid RB2 that he could definitely get production out of. But say he doesn't, then uh, he might be an awkward person to start. Yeah, I agree for sure. So I think the next one we're going to do is Daryl Henderson, round three, pick 70. And I know you are... You're very excited to talk about this? Yeah, I'm like foaming at the mouth. You know? um, He might fall. um, So let's let's talk about Gurley a little bit. I mean, if we're going to talk about Henderson, we got to talk about Gurley, right? Yeah. So it's only fair. And if we do that, we're obviously talking about the Rams' offense. So why don't we get into is the is Gurley a system back? Because yeah. this is this is your thing with RBs. Yeah. yeah. When you look, at, the most important thing when you take consideration of an RB and where you draft an RB is the system. You know, does he have a quarterback? Does he have wide receivers? Does he have an offensive line? And typically, if the team has all three, then you have a number one RB. For example, Todd Gurley, Melvin Gordon, James Conner, you know, uh, McCaffrey, and all the other high-end RB backs. They typically have all three of those in line. And in the beginning of last year, for example, Saquon Barkley, you know, he had Eli was actually playing halfway decent. You know, they have a decent old line, and they had OBJ. OBJ gets shut down and injured in the last few weeks of the season and then you know 
Saquon puts up a four-point game, a six-point game. Therefore, you know, he doesn't have the wide receivers and the quarterback isn't able to become effective. Therefore, teams can just stack the box. So when you draft an RB, you want an RB that can't be stacked against a team that's going to be winning consistently, so they have to run out the clock. And Basically, you want a good... Basically, a good offense, team. pretty you much. Want a, you want a high-powered offense. So, so is Gurley a system running back? Is pretty much what we're getting at. Basically, because you know we saw C.J. Anderson basically take over his job after getting booted off two teams. You saw Gurley struggle immensely when Jeff Fisher was the coach. Bad system, bad QB, bad line, and you saw him struggle. And then, you know, once they fix all those issues, he becomes a number one RB. So, I mean, typically RB talent, you know, me and Christopher, we're going to. We're definitely going to argue gonna, about this. Uh, debate this a lot. Uh, uh, the course. <laughs> when but, we get into our RB rankings, I'm, I'm sure we're going to have some arguments. I understand where you're coming from. Yeah. But Gurley is a talented back. So, I mean, though. it's it, I, I get what you're saying. We're not going to get into this now. We're, we're going to wait for a little bit. RB rankings. Right. It'll be a couple episodes from now, but let's talk about Henderson. Right. So, I mean, Gurley's obviously in a great offense. So if if he if Gurley's out for some reason, say that knee. I mean, he's he's a plug and play. RB one, I'd put. You'd say an RB one. RB one. I mean, high end RB two is for sure. Yeah. Uh, in least. my opinion, um, with all that speculation on that knee for Gurley, um, you have to be concerned about mm-hmm. if he's going to play the full season if they're going to rest him yes. if he's only going to get half the carries he should get mm-hmm. and if for some reason they set him out mm-hmm. that's i that's mean it. that's a possibility yeah you know no one thought lev bell was going to sit out all year last year until it happened yes so i mean there is a possibility that Gurley's knee gets worse it's, and it's never going to get better it, yeah from my understanding it's not going to get better so from my understanding, it's it's almost like a Jai knee that there's like nothing there. Mm-hmm. Um, I could be wrong, but so if it gets worse, he couldn't play. Just um, like the Super Bowl, he had which carries. which would be huge for Henderson. And when rookie drafts were first starting, he was second round pick, and it, you can see him creeping up. And I've seen him as high as uh, the O five. 105 pick in the yeah. first round for a rookie draft. Hmm. Um, but I've seen him low as second round, fourth pick. You know, I've only done a couple here and there, but you, there's a lot of fluctuation in him. And I think with the girly news, he's only going to, his stock's only going to rise. It's, it's just going to keep on going. Yeah. They like to pound the ball, they pound the ball, and they pound the ball. And then they play action off the pounding of the ball. And eventually they're on the goal line where they pound the ball in. So, so, so Henderson's definitely explosive. He's a home run hitter. Mm-hmm. His production at Memphis was ridiculous. Uh, 1,900 yards last season, 22 touchdowns rushing and three passing. He was so productive. Yeah. So it, if he gets in that position, he could be a steal definitely in rookie drafts mm-hmm. or in redraft in general. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, any Todd Gurley owner that is in Dynasty, if you're not trying to trade him, you need to get Henderson. He's pretty much a must. For your stopgap. For some reason, say Gurley's fine and it's just something that happened and next year he's fine, the year after that he's fine. You still have Henderson you can 
move him or you can keep him, but he's going to have value. Oh, yeah. Because it's not going to be... Gurley's not going to be a workhorse, in my opinion. Yeah, I believe they came out and said that's it. He's not I, there's, anymore. there's no way. If his knee's that bad and it was swelling and you couldn't play, you could barely play in the Super Bowl. It's kind of it. I, I don't see you being the workhorse anymore. Yeah, if you anymore. have to shed weight to keep pressure off your knee, it's it's downhill from there. Look. Yes, exactly. So, you know, he might be one of those RBs that if you feel like you're comfortable in the position you're in, then just go for it. Pull the trigger on him. Reach no matter really where you are. I like him a lot. So do you have any other RBs you like? Because I know that's a short list for you on rookie drafts. David Singletary for the Bills. Devin Singletary? Devin Singletary. So let's, why don't we talk about him? Why don't you start it off? So right now the Bills, I believe their best RB is probably Frank Gore. <laughs> you don't like LeSean McCoy? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so he, and I don't see the bills being competitive. Therefore they usually tend to look at the rookies, try to see what they have. So I could definitely see him creeping up and being a good fantasy starter value for a person that you're probably going to get in like the second round. Uh, I think he's even going in the third really in, in rookie drafts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm off the top of my head, I'm not totally positive, but I, I'm pretty sure it's round three. I don't think he's going in round two. Yeah, you can get a lot of value out of him. You can get starter value out of him just because they just lack talent in the RP position. He's, so. a, he's, he's 203, 5'7". You know, he's an elusive back patient. Uh, reminds me a little bit of LaShawn McCoy. Um, awesome in the open field. Forced 94 missed tackles in 2018. At college, yeah. he he, if you're one on one with him, he will make you miss. Yeah, which is to. which is like a Lashawn McCoy. Yeah, basically a Lashawn McCoy, but a younger version. Therefore, I expect him to be better than the original version, and I expect him to be better than Frank Gore. So he could be a Daryl Henderson type steal, if not potentially better, because with Daryl with Daryl Henderson, you're kind of relying on an injury or just an inability to play while Damien Devin, sorry, Dave Devin, Devin, sorry, Devin. He might just be playing better than everybody. <laughs> I'm terrible with me. Yeah. You're fucking losing it. Um, so he does have a crowded backfield with LaShawn McCoy and Gore, mm-hmm. but I mean, they're in their thirties. They're, they're done. They're mm-hmm. looking for the future. I mean, uh, they do have TJ Yeldon. They signed, I think for a two year deal. Um, honestly, I'm, catch, I'm not really concerned concerned about it yes um he's the good thing is he's gonna be on the bills with LaShawn McCoy and he is a LaShawn McCoy type back so he'll have experience and can learn from LaShawn McCoy I I do think that is a positive um so yeah so why don't we talk about Damian Harris like we're mentioning it right now um once you start it off see see what your what your rookie RB opinion is on it it's on Damian Harris? Yeah. So, I mean, he has the size, skills, skill set, and the talent to really shine in the Patriots system. But does he have the opportunities to do that? I'm not exactly sure. You know, we had we saw an impressive rookie campaign from their rookie RB. Sonny Michelle. Sonny Michelle. Thank you for the name. Yeah, your names are, you know. They're, they're rusty right now. <laughs> And 
they still have James White, and so, he's their established pass catcher. So, say Sony Michelle goes down, would Damian Harris be a top twenty RB? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Right so, there. so I have heard things about New England being concerned about Sony Michelle's knee, which really? makes sense. I mean, he's had three knee knee strains and an ACL tear on his. I think it was his right knee. So he does have knee issues, okay. and he's had knee issues, and he's had knee injuries. When he came out in the draft, they were mentioning that. He had issues in Georgia with his knee. So definitely there is a possibility. There's a concern. For, there, there is a concern. There's definitely a possibility he can squeeze his way in there and make some moves. Um, he has great ball security, pass protection, all blah, blah, blah. You know, gotcha. that's not fantasy relevant. Pass protection, ball security. I mean, ball security kind of is, but yeah, we don't he's a patient back. Um, other than that, he's not going to take a lot of capital to get. Yeah, you can probably get him in the third, maybe even the fourth. I think I think he's going to the third. I'm not totally positive. It's just he's going to need a lot to be super relevant. Especially right away. Uh, especially right away. I mean, I mean Rex Burkhead Jay- is also injury prone as well. Yeah, I mean, Burkhead, I think they have so, they're have they going to have so many RBs. I don't think Burkhead is going to be relevant at all, in my opinion. Uh, James White is definitely going to be the pass catching back, yes, yeah, so, uh, like I mean, you were saying. So I mean, mm-hmm. for Damian Harris to get on the field for passing downs, it's going to be hard, like we saw last year with James White, and then Sony Michelle looked great last year. Unless he goes down, I mean, I'm sure they're going to take him off the field every so often. I do think it was a precautionary for them to draft Damian Harris. I think they are concerned about that knee and they want to be able to run the ball because Tom Brady is, is not a God and he will retire at some point and he's going to decline. And I, you saw it a little bit this year and I think it's going to be even more this year. There's going to be a big drop off and I think they see that. And that's why they got Nikhil Harry and that's why they got another running back because they're, they're going to run the ball. Especially with Gronk on too, yeah. I think they're going to definitely run the ball a lot, and I think Damian Harris is going to be there to help out with that. But I don't think he's going to be that relevant. Yeah. Uh, side note: Rex Burkhead is amazing on special teams, so I think if he stays on the roster, he's mostly a special teams player. I don't expect him to be uh, much of a carry. Yeah. No. So a guy that I like, and I'm pretty high on that, you can get. In the later rounds, uh, Justice Hill, Baltimore Ravens. Really? Yes. Uh, round four, pick 111 um, from Oklahoma State, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was a workhorse there, so he can be in that workhorse role. But he is if explosive, so he's going to be very complimentary to Mark Ingram. Ingram has had injuries in the past, and if he does get hurt, I think Justice Hill will definitely be an upside RB. You know Lamar Jackson can't really throw the ball very well. They're going to be a running team for sure. So it's it's definitely a guy to keep in mind. He's definitely very fast, um, very explosive. He'll have like a Tevin Coleman role in that offense, I think. Pass catcher, would you say? Pass catcher, third down back, uh, change of pace back. Um, he will have some explosive plays next year. Um, he is a guy to look out in later in your redraft leagues and in your later, I think it's third or fourth round. I think, yeah, I think it's third round that he's going in, in your rookie drafts, but I definitely think there's high upside for him. 
And I think he'll be relevant to an extent this year, especially in deeper leagues. He's going to have that pass catching side of that offense for sure, in my opinion. So you expect him to get playing time over somebody like Mark Ingram, Gus Edwards, Kenneth Dixon. Kenneth Dixon, I'm pretty sure, is not even on that team. Uh Shoot, I just looked up their death charts and so. No, you're good. I, I I'm pretty sure he's not on that team. I'm telling you that he's he's going to get playing time, and I think he will be relevant to a certain extent this year. And I'm pretty high on him. If you watch his tape, he's very explosive. He can be a workhorse back, and I do think you have a aging Mark Ingram that has been injured, and there is an opportunity. Gus Edwards cannot catch the ball out of the backfield. I have him on my dynasty team. I'm a little sad about it, but I think Hill will take that spot from him. And that that third down role is going to be Hill's spot immediately. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You agree with that? You want to argue it? I, uh, there's a lot of competition there, but if they drafted him, they have a plan for him. I, but, I think they do, and I think they have a plan for him year one. Mm-hmm. You but know, it's more. Will he be fantasy relevant now? Will he be fantasy relevant three years? When from we now? talk about fantasy relevant, what are we talking about here? Are we talking about ten team league? Are we talking about twelve team league? Are we talking about fourteen team league? Let's we're talking go about. Let's we're say, talking. Let's we'll say, say like twelve. Standard twelve. Would he be a bench spot? Yes, yeah, he'd for be sure. A bench spot. For yeah, sure, he'd be a bench spot. That. Would he be a flex starter every so often? Yes. Maybe a bye week injury. Maybe a specific match. Or, or if Ingram goes out, if, if you if, out, if yes. Ingram goes out, he can be an RB two, most likely more of an RB three type back. Yes. But he's gonna have games where he's explosive, and I I think, in my opinion, so we'll obviously see this year. Of course. Um, but I definitely he is a high upside guy that does not cost a lot. Yeah, especially if you get him in the fourth round. That's that's my opinion. Third or fourth. I think it's lower end third to fourth. Um, it depends, obviously, on how deep your your rookie draft is and how many guys pay attention. You know, so um, I got a little sleeper section. All right, let's see. Um, you got a little for, sleeper corner. Huh? This is a little sleeper corner. You know, mm-hmm. I like to take naps. Okay. So what kind of nap? Like the twenty minute nap? Like an hour nap? You know, those five nap. those five minute power naps, dude, get you going. Really? Get you juice. It's never enough. I don't know. Works for me. So, I just wanted to go over some dynasty guys, round four free agent guys. Most likely, they're going to be a little round four. There's going to be some guys that you're probably going to pick up uh, maybe in free agency for all of your dynasty rookie drafts. Um, Darwin Thompson for the running or running back from Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, round six. I forgot what pick he was. I think he's a guy to watch out for. You know, I know you're you're very happy with Damian Williams. Yeah, I think he's very good. You very think solid. he's gonna take he's gonna take over that spot? Yeah, um, not for him, Carlos Hyde will. If, if some reason, I, I don't think Carlos Hyde's gonna do anything. I have no faith in Carlos Hyde whatsoever. Um, but I would watch out for Dar- Darwin Thompson. He he's definitely gonna be a guy that you can keep for late late round that hopefully has a lot of upside. Because if he gets into that role of being a starting running back for Kansas Chiefs, he's going to produce. You know, Damian Williams was on, I think, Miami and Miami for three years and really did nothing. So I think anyone in that spot, it's a, it's a good system, right? 
Oh yeah, it's an great oh, it's a great system. Yeah, they got so, so if Darwin Thompson started, would you be happy with Darwin Thompson? Yeah, because Damian Williams was on Miami. Yes. Is, is Miami a good system? No. Oh, Miami. That's why he lost system. his job to Kenyon Drake. Is Kenyon Drake overrated, oh, or is Kenyon Drake good? Oh, well, he was definitely a disappointment from last year. He definitely was a disappointment. So, I, I do agree with that. But you have to agree there. It's it's all upside on these guys. Yeah, he has they're a, not going to cost a lot, but the upside is very high on him. Is he worth a roster spot for dynasty leagues? Yeah, I de- I definitely think so. Now, would you rather have a Rashad Penny? Yeah, but that's apples to oranges. Rashad Penny in a rookie draft is was probably first rounder. I mean, this guy's going to be fourth. So you're going to get a guy who could be an RB2 to an RB1 maybe if he's a starter at some point on that team. I mean, or he could be irrelevant and never start a game. But the upside is there. So if you're going to spend a fourth rounder on him and you can get someone else that's just really going to be just a backup guy for the rest of his life and never do anything, you're going to probably go for that upside guy, especially in a dynasty league. What's the risk? It's a fourth rounder. It's really not a huge risk. Okay, now let's put a scenario. Because... Okay, let's go and redraft. Let's go and redraft. Okay. So your first five or six rounds, you probably go a little safer. It depends on how you draft. Yeah. For me, I go a little safer. First, second, third, fourth, I go a little bit safer. That's going to be my building blocks, right? Later in the draft, some unknown guys, but you're going to go high upside guys, right? Depends. Yeah, you can go either high upside or you can be safer with a kicker defense. Yeah. So, I mean... That's what you're doing in rookie drafts, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. You try to go and get the guy who's going to be relevant for you in the first or second round. And third or fourth, you try to get those high upside guys. Mm-hmm. Now, let's let's give it a scenario. Chances are somebody's going to have Matt Breida, who ahead of him is, you know, they got Coleman now. They still have, who just tore his ACL? McKinnon. And you're probably, he's probably right now third or fourth on the depth chart. But he has talent. Mm-hmm. Are you going to keep him or potentially drop him for him? I'd probably drop him for him. You'd probably drop Matt Breida? Uh, yes. For Darwin Thompson? Yes. Yes. Without, without any knowledge right now, yes, most likely. Hmm. That's just me. Because I want upside. I... I I don't think Breed is going to take over that offense. I think Darwin Thompson has a chance. Obviously, we have to see what happens in, in training camp. We're, we're so far ahead. We haven't even seen a preseason game yet. But hypothetically, in my mind, I would go with Thompson because there's a higher upside. I know the Niners have Shanahan, and I know system. they have a system that a you're system. you're very – Great and they have system. Jimmy G, your boyfriend. That's my guy right there. That's your, that's your boyfriend right there. Nobody handsomer than Jimmy G. Oh, my God. He's going to tear his ACL again. I'm trying to walk out of bounds again. That's embarrassing. Is he going to tear? Is he going to break his leg or his back like Derek Carr? Oh, we throwing shots now, <laughs> motherfucker. Okay. Oh, Jesus. My opinion is Thompson. But really? would you would you would have Brita? Your your Brita whole opinion would be Brita. Last year, that he is an NFL caliber running mm-hmm. back. He torched defenses, and at one point, he was I think like number two, NFL leading rusher. 
until he had to miss a couple games due to injury. So, I mean, you already know Matt. You know what you're going to get out of Matt Breida. You don't know what you're going to get out of Thompson. I don't think you know what you're going to get out of Breida, though. You know what I mean? You got two other guys ahead of him. Yeah. You got Coleman you just got on free agency that came from Shanahan's offense yeah. in Atlanta. So you know if someone if something happens to McKinnon, it's going to go right to Coleman. Coleman wants a starting job. I don't really have a lot of faith in McKinnon, and I don't yeah, really have I a lot of faith that. in Coleman either. Exactly. Uh, I mean, I understand where the Brita upside is too, but right now I would go Thompson. That's that's just my point of view. Really? Yes. Could be, you could say it's wrong or not? It's an opinion. It's your opinion. You also like you wrong. also like Jimmy G. So yeah. I mean, we'll get on. We'll, we'll get your, on. We'll get on. We'll get on this. It's okay? your opinion, but it's still wrong. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, Raquel Armstead. Do you know who Raquel Armstead is? That's the really dope ass name. It's he's pretty dope. Uh, Jacksonville Jaguars. Was it Temple? Uh huh. Leonard Fournette. That's very. That's an interesting person right there. So. He is a high upside guy too. Who is behind Leonard Fournette? <coughs> Nobody. Nobody. Him. Him. If something happens with Leonard Fournette, which we saw last year, <sighs> Ramez. <laughs> I mean, Ramez knows. When there's that, like a hashtag fuck Fournette. Uh, you know it's you bad. Messed you messed up. So any Fournette owner in Dynasty should probably get Armstead. Yeah. Just just to handcuff him, because the chances of him being there after next year, mm-hmm. I think are it's probably 50-50 right now. Mm, yeah. I mean, if he's if he finishes the year. Coughlin's like, not happy with him. No. You know, at all. So, and I know how he was at the Giants, New York Giants. Uh, he had issues with Strahan, let alone fucking Fournette. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we'll have to see what actually happens. But my opinion is he's a good high upside guy. That you know they're going to run the ball a lot. Mm-hmm. They have a great offensive line that they've built throughout the past two to three years. They have <laughs> big dick Nick. I'm just saying. They definitely upgraded. They that upgraded a little bit. I don't, I'm not going to say a lot. But they don't really have a lot of wide receivers that are relevant. Mm-hmm. And they don't really have a lot of tight ends that are relevant. Yeah, so he, uh, I mean, they're, they're going to run the ball, and they have a really good defense. That is going to be their mindset. So he's a guy to... Keep in mind. Yeah, I think I kind of want to compare him to Todd Gurley and the Rams where you might want to take him because there's a really good chance Fournette's going to get injured. Yeah. Hammy issues typically linger. They always reappear. And, you know, someone like Fournette who always seems to get injured. Yeah. So uh, Dexter Williams. Running back for Green Bay Packers. I know. So what's your opinion on Aaron Jones? I He's a decent RB. Uh, he had def, We did not get enough of a sample size for him from him last year, mostly because the Packers just don't know how to run the ball. They don't know how to run the ball consistently. And then maybe in the new offense, new coach. LaFleur. Yeah, they realize, hey, you know, running the ball works. I mean, Tay did say it was going to be explosive. Devontae Adams, Tay, you know, because we obviously know Tay, you know, he's from Pally. He's in our area. No big deal. So to me, he's similar to Aaron Jones. Yeah. 
You know, Aaron Jones only has one year left on his contract. Uh, it's a big year for him. Still a young guy, though. He's still a young guy for sure, but it is a big year for him. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is definitely a, a, a long-time sleeper that you can hold in your dynasty league. Uh, I definitely would hold on to him. <sighs> yeah, I mean, those are right now, those are only sleepers that I have for RB. You got anybody else? Uh, just to add on, your Mr. Green Bay RB. They don't really have anybody else other than Aaron Jones. They have Jamal Williams, I, uh, but he's he's to me he's irrelevant. Yeah, he's irrelevant. You know? Aaron Jones is a smaller back. He can't really. I do not think he could handle a workhorse load. So I think by drafting your said sleeper, that you're definitely gonna get some production out of him. What makes me sad is I forgot. Rodney Anderson. I completely forgot Rodney Anderson. Very talented. Probably would have been a first-round pick if he wasn't injured. Um, the saddest thing is he went to the Bengals with Mixon on it. Yeah, it's I, I, I mean, I feel like there were so many other spots that he could have been relevant at at some point. Um, he's a good guy to stash if you have Mixon just in case. Um, but if for some reason Mixon gets hurt, he'll be relevant immediately. Now Mixon uh, did have a little knee. He did. And G- Giovanni Bernard is going to be gone after this year. Um, but they did get, uh, Travion Williams, which was a very, very receiving back high end receiving back, mm-hmm. which will probably take over that Giovanni Bernard after he leaves, which yeah. makes sense to me. But what doesn't make sense to me is why do you, why did you draft Rodney Anderson? I understand the value for them, but you're just killing my mix in value. Yeah. Cause really I mean, it, it, are they concerned about that knee or are they concerned about something for Mixon? I, I don't think so. I think it was more of a value based pick and I was just wishing he would go to another team. To be honest, yeah, you know, because I was I was pretty high on him. He's very talented. He's had a lot of injury issues, um, but if they do hit on him, it's a pretty big hit because he's he's a very talented back. Yeah, it's not gonna be he's not gonna be relevant this year. I mean, he might have some catches and some rushing yards here and there, but unless Mixon goes out, he's not going to be very, very relevant. Yeah, I think Mixon you know, is a very talented RB. Oh, I'm very high on Mixon. I'm very high on yeah, Mixon. Yeah, they upgraded their O-line. They still have A.J. Green. They still have Tyler Boyd. They still have Andy Dalton. <laughs> oh, do they have Dalton? 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 The ginger head. Is Dalton good? <sighs> no, but still. I'm <laughs> just saying. <laughs> He'll still sling it, so you can't really stack the box. The red rifle, it. yeah, the little red rocket. I mean, I mean, he has AJ Green, so yeah. So I mean, he can just kind of throw when it. When you up have there. somebody like him, they're not going to stack the box. He's in a position to succeed. I agree. So, get to our next section, tight ends. What's your What's your opinion on tight ends? They're really interesting because there's only like two good tight ends, and one of them went to the Lions. And I've never seen a good tight end on the Lions. They just don't know how to use them. And another one is Noah Fant. And I'm not sure he can succeed there. Joe Flacco really doesn't like throwing to tight ends. I disagree with that statement. Joe Flacco loves to throw to tight ends. Loves to. When Dennis Pitta was there when he was 31, I think he got 86 receptions 
from him. Joe Flacco is elite. Well, he's the best quarterback in the NFL. It's Obvi- history. Obviously. History. Obviously. No doubt in my mind. Um, but I, I do disagree. I think he um, definitely likes throwing to his tight ends. Um, but we will have to see. So why don't we go with Hawkinson? I mean, he's definitely the most talented yeah, tight end that came yeah. out of the draft. Mm-hmm. Um, not most talented for fantasy, but just in football in general. He he blocks mm-hmm. like a fucking tackle. I mean, he runs great routes. He's athletic. He catches the ball all around. He's going to be a great player. So for long-time dynasty guys, I think he's going to be a good pick. He's probably going to be like the end of round one, beginning of round two. Uh, his upside this year is not very good in my opinion, but mm-hmm. – I mean, tight ends this year and almost every year, there's only three or four that you feel really comfortable with. So throwing a late round flyer into getting him um, would probably be fine because you can drop him and try to use the waiver wire and pick him up because most likely after you get after four or five of them in the, through the draft, you're going to have to do some waiver wire moves to keep your tight end. You're not yeah. going to have that spot starter, that Kittle, that Kelsey, you know. Yeah, I don't know. I, you've seen people like Eric Ebron leave that team after doing absolutely nothing and then succeeding on another team. It makes you wonder, can the Lions find a way to get the tight end the ball? It makes you kind of consider, maybe I'll just pick up the Patriots back up tight end because you already know he's probably going to get looks. Oh, it's a hot take. Yeah, especially with Gronkowski gone. You don't really know who's the starter there. Yeah, I mean, the only people I really feel comfortable with is Kelsey, Ertz, Kittle. I mean, other than that, it's kind of... The, 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 like, the tier drops the drastically. I think everyone knows this. It's just redundancy at this point. Um, Jared like- Cook can can have a good year with New Orleans. I mean, I, I do think that's possible. That's, yeah. um, Evan Ingram... I think he can have a pretty good year. RB4, or I mean, tight end four for me. Uh, OJ Howard definitely can have a good year, I think. Uh, Hunter Henry's coming back from an injury. I'm, I'm pretty high on Hunter Henry right now. Um, we'll just kind of have to see and, and go from there. But Hawkinson, yeah, I mean, he's, he, he's getting old and his ankle injury was pretty bad. So yeah, we're going to have brutal. to see. He basically lost the foot. Yeah, we're going to have to see on that. But. I do think that a lot of people are comparing Hawkinson to Gronk because of Matt Patricia that comes out of that New England uh, coaching tree, which makes sense. Um, I just think they're 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 pretty different tight ends. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm saying I see Hawkinson more of as like a Kelsey ass, Kelsey ass tight end mm-hmm. you know what i mean Not bad. so we'll have to see this year i don't think he's going to be that great he is going to be blocking a lot they're going to want to run the ball in the lions they showed that last year i think they're going to do it even more this year um but i'm hoping they use hawkinson like they used gronk in new england but i mean we'll we'll have to see what they do and go from there do you think he could be a tight end too though I mean, tight end two is not that far off. Yeah, I, I definitely think he could really be a tight end two. I mean, tight end two right now. It's like, what, 30 yards per game? Feels like that. I mean, fantasy footballers have Vance McDonald as a tight end two. I, I mean, 
Can he be better than Vance McDonald? Okay, I could see that. I, I mean, I could definitely see that. I can see that. There's an Eric Ebron. Ebron is going to have a reduction in touchdowns for sure. There's going to be a regression there. Yeah. So, I mean, I definitely think he could be a tight end too, which isn't saying that much. But if you get him later in the rounds, double-digit rounds, round 12, 14, whatever it is, mm-hmm. you can have good value on him. You know, He's not going to be consistent, but Would what tight ends reach? are. Hmm? Would you rather just reach for a Kelsey Earths? A lot of people are reaching in the second round and getting their tight end, yeah. which seems really rich for me. But I've had Kelsey the last two years, I think, in our regular league with all our buddies, and it helps. You have yeah. that advantage. on You put them in, and you know they're going to outscore their other tight end unless they have Kittle or someone else. Or and, you know, yeah. that's that's an advantage to having – a 10 team league and you have that one tight end. There's three guys in that league that has three good tight ends that you have to worry about. Mm-hmm. And if you're one of them, you got two other teams. So if you draft well throughout your whole draft and you have that solid tight end, you have an advantage over everybody. Yes. Yeah, in my opinion. Yeah. I definitely agree there. I think a good tight end is maybe more important than like a good running back. Really? Yeah. That's high man. That's high. Especially because you only could have one tight end. You could have three RBs. If you have one solid tight end, I feel like that's more important than a solid RB, especially because they're just so replaceable. Or I'd say RBs are replaceable. You know, if you're ever struggling, usually just pick up like a James White or a pass-catching RB. Yeah, but if you go against a McCaffrey in a PPR league or something like there's top tier running backs there's and then there's top-tier running backs, yes. but of course McCaffrey is going to be gone in the first three picks. You still get a solid, league. you get a good, good running back yeah, in you can get, round you know, two, as long as you draft properly, yeah, like as long like as you draft round, well. Like I think sacrificing your third round pick to get a top tight end is definitely a, a, a good scenario. I agree. So the next guy is the Iowa teammate of his is Noah Fant. And Broncos drafted him round one, pick 24. Uh, very athletic. I'm I'm very happy with him, especially with Flacco. I think it's a great landing spot for him. You know, mm-hmm. I know you're not a fan. You don't think he throws the tight end. But he doesn't really throw. It's kind of like I think he can. Duck I think <laughs> wide receiver catches it. Flacco's elite. Yeah. Are you high he's right at, He's elite at jump balls. <laughs> That's true. That's true. I agree. Do you think he thinks the Earth's flat? Yeah, he does. He's definitely sure. a flat Earth. He's a flat Earther. He's a flat Earther. Okay, for sure. So I honestly think he could be a tight end one. A tight end two. You can find a tight end one. Top ten. Top ten. Top ten. That's not saying much. No, it's not. But. Tight end one. Um, I definitely think he has upside. Uh, he'll definitely be drafted most likely uh, bottom end or even mid round one for your rookie draft rookie drafts. Yeah, I could see that. Um, maybe early second round, but I I think he'll be gone by then. Yeah. Um, but in redrafts, his double digit value is round fourteen, so I think that's a pretty good spot and good value to draft him in your redrafts. Because round 14 is nothing. Especially if you need to drop him and grab someone else, you can. But there's high upside there. High upside in taking Noah Fant 
in the late picks, or do you think yeah you high upside well weight? I mean, well, wires? you can, but I mean, what are you going to get in waiver wires? Are you going to get someone more athletic that has an option to be a better pass catcher than him? I don't think so. I mean, you do have another guy that I want to talk about um, is Jace Sternberger hmm. from the Green Bay Packers. That's a odd name. Uh, it is an Can odd name. Sternberger. Sternberger. Like cheeseburger, Yeah, but Stern. Sternberger. Yeah. It's like a steer. A steer burger. Steer. Yeah. Now is... What's his name? Still on Green Bay? Uh, who your your boy? My boy, Jimmy Graham. Jimmy Graham. There we yeah, go. he's name. crippled as shit, but yeah, he's still yeah, he's on there. there. <laughs> yeah, he's still there. Has he had any like injuries? He's had like upper body issues. Dude, right? he's all over the place. He's all over the place because of his thumb. He just needs to retire. He needs to go to a home. Send him to a home. Rogers, send him to a home. So, I you like Jimmy Graham. I do. I think whenever he's on the field, especially in the red zone, you just you should just throw it to him. Just throw it to him. Mm-hmm. You not Tay. Okay, maybe Tay. Okay, maybe, yeah, Tay. maybe Tay. Okay, all right. That's a good point. All right. Um, so right, he's he got picked in round three, pick twelve, I think it was. Um, he's a big-bodied wide receiver. I think he has the best hands in the class for tight ends. He runs routes really, really well. Mm-hmm. Um, Third round in rookie drafts. I Mm -hmm. don't understand why he's not higher. I get it. He's not going to be relevant this year. Jimmy Graham's going to be gone, and he'll be relevant next year. But I am targeting him every third round draft in my rookie drafts. Every single one. But when is the last time a tight end was relevant in Green Bay? Jermichael Finley. Jermichael Finney, yes. If you watch the tape on him, the kid can play. And I know he only has one year at Texas A&M, and he was at a JUCO before that. But if you watch him play, he's smooth. He can get in and out of his breaks very well. He has very high upside. And for a third-round pick in a rookie draft, why not? Why not? You know, and with all the garbage tight ends that there are in this league right now, yeah, he can be very good with a very good offense and Aaron Rodgers throwing him the ball. To me, it's a no-brainer. Um, yeah. You got anything to say? I think where he is is a good spot. Third round? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what he's getting drafted in redraft. He's probably not getting drafted. He's probably a free agent. Redraft, but I yeah. understand why... Because Jimmy Graham's there, you're, you're. Jimmy Graham's there, and he didn't produce, so it's a little bit difficult to justify picking up the backup tight end. Oh no, it's definitely difficult to justify. I mean, you can get another starting tight end. I'm just saying this is for dynasty leagues. Yeah, of this is mainly for dynasty leagues. I'm very high on him. I I like him a lot, and I'm definitely going to be targeting him, trying to get him on my team with Hunter Henry. Match him up. Yeah, I mean, got oh, two really? good. Yeah, I'm just saying, I got Hunter Henry on my dice team. Pretty happy about that too. <laughs> yeah, I'm shaking my head at him. Right I now. know. Um, so another guy I want to talk about is Irv Smith Jr. Vikings round two, pick 18. Um, I think we all know Kyle Rudolph is still there. He just got an extension. He did he? Do you remember how many years? What was it? Three? I forgot. Not off the top of my head. 
I don't. I didn't think they finalized it. I think they were in talks. Really? Yeah, I think they were in talks for about a five-year deal or some shit God. like that. Um, but he's a smaller back, very good receiver. There's smaller not back. a lot. A smaller tight end, six-two. I mean, you got Rudolph who's six-six. So yeah, he's he's smaller. And then Jay Sternberger is six-four. So I mean, he's a little bit smaller, but not too smaller. He's he's more like a wide receiver kind. Um, but very good receiver. He's not going to have a lot of opportunity with Rudolph there. Uh, if Rudolph gets traded, then he'll have way more opportunity than he does now. Do we expect that, though? I don't think so. Um, rookie draft, he's he's round late round two, mainly round three. Um, I do like him, but you, you can't really, you're going to have to wait on him, too. Just like Sternberger. You're going to have to wait until Rudolph's gone. And if they sign an extension, it's going to hurt him. Oh yeah, yeah. I even think that more. Really hurts his draft stock. You know I what I mean? And he is a good, him. he is good tight end, and hopefully they can make our tight ends a little bit better in fucking dynasty because they're fantasy football. Tight ends are horrible. Yeah, it's a little sad. It's it's pretty sad. There's top three, and that's pretty much it. Top three, and then streamers. Yeah, I mean, you got anything else to add? No, I think you covered uh, tight ends as well as you possibly could. Yeah, sounds good. Um, we'll have another podcast out soon. We'd like to thank everybody for listening. Uh, if you have an email or if you want to email me, emails, bud, B U D D at T T T fantasy Um, just email me with suggestions or if, what do you want to talk about or send us your team? We'll nitpick at your team. I like doing that or drafts, whatever you want to do. Um, follow us on Instagram, top tier tactics. And, uh, yeah, thank you for everything. We'll see you guys next time. What are we doing for next week's podcast? Next week, we are going to do wide receivers and quarterbacks for rookies. And then after that, we should be doing running back rankings. That's the exciting part. Yeah, and we can talk about all your uh, system backs. That are elite. (laughs) Quote, unquote. Quote, unquote. All right. All right, guys. Take it easy. No.